All right, hey, 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 everybody! We are back from right. the yeah from the green room at green room at Vintage Grace Church. This is the Text Lab Podcast. I am Will Watson. I am here with the one, the only. Jake, man, Freddie, how we doing today, dude? We're doing good, man. This is kind of the first thing this morning that, that we're up to. Um, man, it's not raining. It's good. It's a good day. There's it, The room is very messy right now. We're, you, we're doing a lot of stuff. You but. know, it is, if I must say so myself, it is a little bittersweet yeah. because it is perfect shorts and hoodie weather outside and our one and only David Crawl is not in California right now. He's taking oh a little gosh. break and experiencing snow. Wait, where is he? He's in Arkansas with his family, and they had five inches of snow yesterday. And That's I sent him horrible. a picture of the beautiful <laughs> Northern California, uh, 60 degrees, perfect hoodie, shorts weather. He's but missing out. He is totally missing out. Lest you think this is a David Crawl Life Update podcast. It which, could be. Which it could be, but it is not. This is the right. text lab for our listeners who do not know, where every single week we do a deep dive into the text to help prepare you for a life group this week. Our goal is simple, to help you be a disciple who makes disciples. So whether you're leading a life group or just trying to do some deep dive on your own, we hope the text lab helps you have meaningful study, reflection, and conversations about what God has said in his word. Jake, we are in Romans 4, 16 through 24, right? That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope he believed against hope, that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. All right, Jake, let's dive in, dude. So when you read that, what are the first things that kind of like, pop out in your head that's going on here dude it's time man we yes. made it to the gospel we're <laughs> we here did. justified yes. by faith it's about to get yes. real good in romans uh, going into five with the come on. justification leads to peace with god come on man we're yeah. right there it's awesome 100%. i love it and so so when you see the first couple verses here 16 through 18 what do we start to see what kind of opens up uh how do we how is paul continuing his argument here so cool. Uh, I think the biggest thing we're seeing is like, what is faith? What is promise? Yeah. What is grace? Because these are all things like the thing that was sticking out to me as I was reading through this is like, God is the great initiator in every single like interaction he has. This is who he is. He always takes that first step with every covenant he makes, with everything that he does with Jesus and who he is. And even now today, he's the initiator. He's going to come towards us. Uh, and that's why like the rest in grace piece right there with the faith so so cool 
Dude, and I love this too because think about like I just want you to take a second and think about like what's going on here. We're, Paul is continuing to talk through Abraham, right? Yeah. In Abraham's story, and he even like goes through it, right? And um, and it says second half of seventeen, uh, to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is father of all, as it is written, I have made you father of many nations. So, so like first thing when we think about this is like this is not something that's new. Yeah. The gospel is this age-old truth that God's story from the beginning of creation, that God was going to rescue and redeem the world. Right. That Abraham, over thousands of years ago, like God had in mind this future glory that he would make a nation out of Abraham that would lead to the coming of the Messiah, which would lead to faith that both the Romans experience and then we also experience. And that's such a beautiful thing because we're not talking about something that's like just for us here in Western America. Mm-hmm. Like we're not talking about something that's just this very niche like stream that we're running in. Right. This is the gospel for the entire world. And this is our history. Yes. Like we share in this Abraham history right yes. here. It's so, so cool. Exactly. It's so cool. And it's like, okay, there's something meaningful. There's something meaningful when we think back to like the history of our faith. Mm. I mean, like there's something like really rooted and grounded in the early churches, early church being born. And like, even like thinking here, like thinking about the persecution that the Romans experienced and thinking about how like these churches are starting to pop up and explode and like the history of Christianity and getting us to even to where we're at today is like, this is God's faithfulness through generation through generation. Because I love this because if we continue to go down, I don't know about you. Do you, how do you feel about <laughs> the faith of Abraham here? Dude. Yes. Okay. So talk look to at me Abraham about this. For a second, man? Yeah. <laughs> can, like, we, can we think about this, right? Yeah, go ahead. Seriously. Like when we look at Abraham, it's crazy because even looking at Romans, like three and four, he, in three, he's painting Abraham's faith almost as not in like a negative light, but not in this positive light that he's here now. And so now he's using Abraham in this positive light of saying like, look, he did not weaken in faith. He's using him as an example to like what faith is. But then we look at Abraham's life and he was not a faithful dude. Yes. He was not faithful. So, okay. So that's so good. Jake, and I want, I want to expand on this just a little bit of like, okay, so if, if we're thinking about faith in and of itself is just sheer faithfulness of being perfect, perfect, yeah. right? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. not what's happening here. Right. So explain, like, cause, cause why, why is that the case? Like what, what does Abraham do that we're like, wait a second, do we have the same story? Dude, <laughs> right? Like, totally. Yeah. And, and remind me for a second, where are we yeah. at? Like, um, cause Abraham he like gives his wife over, right? Yes. He is he, he's the one that's like, this Abraham, is my sister, Abraham, not my wife. Abraham basically did not have faith um, that God would provide for them. So he, he takes, Oh, he the, goes to yes, the, yeah. Hagar. Yep. Who is the servant basically has a child with her mm-hmm. as, as uh, someone who will like, carry out the legacy, come to find out sooner, Rather than later, Sarah, who is barren in womb, is like has a baby, yeah. like which is crazy. And you're looking back and you're like, okay, is this an episode of Jerry Springer or is yeah. this like an, a like a Bible? But but yet somehow like Abraham is kind of faithful. And here's the reason why. And I think this is like so true. 
Abraham's faithfulness and Abraham's faith is not based upon the act itself. It's based upon God's faithfulness to work through Abraham through Mm. generation and generation. Okay. So so think about this, like Abraham does step in and, and like there, there are a multitude of nations that are birthed out of Sarah. Think about like, think about just the nature of this too. Like, like Sarah finds out and she's like laughing. Yeah. Like she's like there, there's right. no chance, right? Like that you're going to be able to do this. And like, and what happens after this is like, okay, like you do see God's faithfulness take place because even, even when like Sarah and Abraham don't trust God fully, God still works in their life to birth mm-hmm. full nation, like be the father of many nations. And it's like despite, really, yes. that's the word is like despite. Yes. Cool. And it's so funny because like the faith that Abraham had was not in the act, but in the God. Mm. So so Abraham wasn't like perfectly faithful in trusting God that Sarah was going to have a child. But what he was, he was he was faithful that God was the one who was able to do all things. Yeah. And, and what we see here is like, when we talk about verse 20, no unbelief made him waver concerning the what promise oh, yeah. of God. Right. But he grew strong in his faith and gave glory to God. Oftentimes, Jake, I don't know about you, but in my life, like God puts us in places and spaces that are really uncomfortable. Um, and he does it. Not because our faith is strong, but because he wants to grow our faith. And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at this text and I'm like, oh, Abraham's not highlighted here because he's like an incredibly Perfect faithful dude, guy. Yeah. Exactly. It's actually the opposite. Mm. God's placing him in this space. It's like, I'm going to grow your faith right. in your life. Right. It's like, it's not because you are incredible. Nope. Because I'm growing this in you so that we look at this story and we're like, Dude, Abraham was a screw up. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like he mm-hmm. totally missed it. But God, right. but God was faithful. God grew at Abraham's faith in him that he would grow uh, a multitude of nations, many nations out of Abraham. And then we get to the beauty of the gospel, right? Mm. Which is this, the ver- 20 through 22. And why? So when we talk about the beauty of the gospel, Jake, like why is the gospel beautiful? I think really it ties back to exactly what you just were just saying is like God is the hero of the story. Yeah. And the phrase that really stuck out to me throughout this passage is that the promise rests on grace. Mm. Uh, and uh, like faith is just receiving that. Like can we receive resting uh, in that grace? And the beauty there is like it's not works. It's not what we can accomplish. Um, it is fully 100% what Christ has done upon the cross, what God has done through Christ in raising him. And now it's like, okay, can we receive that? Can we take that? Can we treasure that? That's yeah. what makes it beautiful. I love that, especially looking at verse 21, right? Like fully convinced that God was able to do what he has promised. Mm. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, mm. but for ours also. Like when we think about this faith, right? Like it will be counted to us who believe in him who raised Jesus from the dead as our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. That is beautiful because again, it's so like 
dude, you had the great like bar at the beginning where it was like, you learn that faith is not based upon your ability, but based mm-hmm. upon God's grace alone. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it's beautiful because if we're being honest, like we're screw ups all the, all the time. time, literally like, all the time. It's so <laughs> yes, frustrating. It is. And it's like, I want and like, but, but I think that's the beauty of the gospel, right? Is like, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Right. Yeah. Like it's this continual working in our life to be like, yes, like, I believe in him who raised me from the dead. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord, who's delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Like we have been justified by God. So, so deep dive a little bit into justification. That's a big word that we hear here. Justification. Yeah. And in the way that we've been explaining it on stage has been like, just as if, you know, we hadn't sinned. And, And I think that's good. And I think, to add on, it's also like if we're imagining this, you know, divine courtroom or whatever, and yeah. we're before God and he's judging us, uh, what's happening is it's not like we never sinned. It's like we're counted innocent despite our sin. Yeah. Right. Like that, that sin existed. Our past yeah. life existed. Our sin right now exists. Um, but like because of Jesus, we are now receiving his righteousness. That's that justification. We're accredited his righteousness. Uh, instead of the guilt that we received, it's this amazing trait. Like we're taking who Jesus is and what he deserves and we're getting what he deserves and he's getting what we deserve. Yeah. Well, it's like, it makes no sense, man. But that's joy, right? That's where we receive that joy in, in the gospel. And that's where like, Jake, I love how you tied in joy to that too, because it's like, when we realize who we are and we really realize what Christ has done for us, there's joy. Mm. Like, like when we think about, it's not that they, it's not that we didn't get the guilty verdict. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that Jesus took our place, punishment, all of the wrath that was deserved. And he says, Nope, this one's mine. Like, like the, the, the father looks at us and says, I see you as I see my perfect, holy son. Yeah. That is beautiful. Like we're not, I've used this analogy quite often and I'm going to use it again. Like we're not that redheaded stepchild. We're like, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're family cause they have to be like, mm-hmm. right. He, yeah. Like God doesn't look at us that way. He looks at us and Nope. You are my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. And I love you. Not because of what you do. That's huge. Yeah. Because if we're looking at this text and we're like, Abraham was not counted justified because of what he did, but because of what God has done for him. And that is the gospel. Jake, what are some ways that that's going to play out in your life this week? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, that's every week. I need to read this text every week, I think. Mm, amen. Uh, I think for the coming week, a lot of it looks like, Lord, I trust you, but I don't trust you enough. Yeah. From... Uh, every second of the day, I think really what I've been working on in my life has been, okay, I can, I can trust him on Sundays and I can trust him in my daily devotionals. I can trust him like periodically, but how do I trust him in the stress? How do I trust him when I'm just sitting in the green room, coiling wires, trying to clean up from winter weekend. And there's so many knots in the, in the, in the coils. Like I, so how do I find joy in that? How do I trust him in that? Um, and how do I also just rest in that grace? of the Holy spirit. Like how do I walk in step with the spirit in yeah. that is really, is really what I'm trying to do. Dude, that's so good. I love that so much. And I, I, one of my favorite, so I had like this devotional guy that I went through my first few years of like pastoral ministry, like full time. And it was so good for my soul. Um, 
And one of the lines that has stuck with me is that the gospel is for you every single day, even on Mondays. <laughs> like, like that line has just stuck with me that it's like, oh yeah, even like in the mundane and in the Monday where you're like exhausted, you've had enough with your kids, like you're just like past it. Like the gospel's for you. Like, and I think about that, like right now as we're like in the midst of like, trusting God with a lot of stuff, church planting stuff to like family stuff of being like, okay, God, like I need you to show up like, and that's not easy. Here's the thing. The easy thing to do in those situations is try and control. Mm. It's try and get angry because that's going to be the reaction out of not being able to control a situation, Mm. right? Of like, yep, I'm going to get angry at my kids or my wife or whomever, Um, but rather trusting from a place of like knowing God will handle it. Mm. Like knowing that nothing is outside of the sovereign hand of God, that we have been justified that at the end of the day, like we are going to be known for who we are in Christ more than anything else that we do. And that is like the truth that we need because we live in a society that tells you you're only worth what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and God's saying like, no, you're worth it because of who you are, who I created you to be. Yeah. That's the beauty of the gospel. So I want to give a big shout out to Zach for Come helping on. set up and edit the podcast, hopefully taking out my cough that I had earlier. <laughs> uh, but listen, this is the text podcast. And so whether you are working out of the gym, cleaning the house or mowing the lawn, driving in the car or whatever, you like to go whatever you like to do while you're listening to podcasts we hope that you feel equipped encouraged and ready to walk through the text with your group this week yeah and as always do your own prep let the spirit lead you and know that you are one who is sent by god this week to your family your school your work your coffee shop to the gym and to soccer practice wherever your pray watch community might be and wherever god invites you to go we are sent to be the living proof of our loving god we love you guys and we'll catch you next time on the text lab